0: it was saw with y'all oh hi coming to say you're fine we got to cut it up nobody kidding fuck on my line i'm gonna keep it above with y'all but shawty i'm trying to make your mine don't make it too easy i wanna try she looking too good can let it go by oh yeah think i won this little mulatto she could be a model she wanna show me some think up won Yeah, this yeah
1: lot In today's episode Butsy Jordan and jordan i are going to review the game one's from around the NBA playoffs. Alrighty, here with Butsy and Jordan, and we're going to start from the most interesting game down to the least interesting games, and we're going to be talking about all the first games of the NBA playoffs. There's a lot of intriguing storylines, and honestly, I would say the majority of these games were really fun to watch. Only a couple of them were not super fun, but we, we are blessed with some awesome matchups in this one. Let's start first with the Warriors and the Kings. One of the one of the greater games of basketball I've seen this year, I think it was so much fun to watch. Um, Steph Curry was on fire. De'Aaron Fox was unstoppable. And I mean, I'm just going to turn it over to Butsy. What did you feel Mm. about this game?
2: You say it was one of the greatest games this year. This might be one of the better playoff games I've ever watched. I know it's a first round matchup, but I mean, these two offenses are so, so prolific. I mean, the Warriors took 90 shots and 50 of them were threes and they shot 32% from three 48 from the field. And then the Kings uh, took 98 shots. They went 44 for 98, taking 98 shots in a basketball game is fucking ridiculous. But these two offenses, I could say, you know, it could be said that they're two of the most prolific offenses in the NBA. If not D two most prolific offenses in the league, Uh, the Kings definitely, uh, they were absolutely explosive this year. And the Warriors, when they're fully healthy, uh, the addition of Wiggins back was huge. He looked really good. Uh, didn't look like he missed a beat until that last shot. But De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk absolutely stole the show for the Kings. Uh, Thirty-eight for De'Aaron, and then thirty-two from Malik Monk off the bench. Um, it was a great game. Uh, I thought the Warriors played great as well. Steph Curry looked like he was on crack running around out there. Yeah, Bad just does not get tired and fear. And for De'Aaron Fox to guard Curry the way he did, like falling him around everywhere and dropping almost 40 on the other end, I thought, was an incredible performance and, uh, you know, true show of grit. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to keep this up for all seven games. I did pick them to win the series. Uh, They had great value on that. So uh, I want to see the Kings win this series. I think that would be fucking electric because this crowd was probably the best crowd I've ever seen in basketball, and it's a first-round playoff matchup.
1: Absolutely insane. People are – from what I hear in the media, it sounds like people are very – don't think the Kings are gonna win this series at all. So I wanted to ask you guys when we'll start with you, Butts,
2: did you do you think the Kings can win the series? I do. I really do. Uh I don't this they're gonna to have to do make some changes defensively because I don't think they're gonna be able to score hundred and twenty six points all, you know, throughout the series. That's a really high mark to hit. But if anybody can do it, it's the Kings. Uh their offense is so insanely prolific, like I've said uh earlier. Um I, I think they can win the series. I just don't know if the Wol- Warriors are going to be too much for him. Uh, if this game, you know, if this series gets, you know, into game six and maybe eventually game seven, I think the Warriors are obviously have the more experience and they're built for this, but I do think the Kings do have a, do have a solid chance of winning this series, especially
3: after game one. Jordan. I don't think the Kings have a chance to win this. I I, I felt Warriors in six before the series, and I still think Warriors in six. Um, if I'm a Warriors fan, I'm really not too concerned. I think Game 1 um on the road in a super tough place to play and that's Wiggins first game back in how however long it's been um I do think Wiggins looked great all game but he went 0 for 4 in the fourth uh he's going to be better and and he was good you know what i mean so i think the big story was fox and monk the warriors clearly struggled to guard fox um that you know he drops 38 takes over the fourth quarter. Um, It seemed like Gary Payton is the only guy who can kind of stay in front of him, but as soon as they get a switch, Wiggins, Draymond, who are really supposed to be really good defenders, really struggled against Fox one-on-one. I think it might've just been that type of night for Fox, Um, who obviously can't guard anyone. So he's not going to guard, you know, one of the best fourth quarter players in the league. So, but I'm not too scared for the Warriors. Cause I don't think Monk and Monk, And Fox had to combine for 70 to to win this game. It's a lot of points. Yeah, it's a lot of points between two guys. Obviously, they're two great players, but Monk goes for 32 on 8 for 13 from the field. I just don't think that happens again. And I think you're going to get bigger games from Wiggins and Poole and Draymond um, as the series goes along.
1: Counter, you survived. If you're the Kings, you survived an off night from Sabonis and Herter who can kind of take up those scoring duties that monk I don't, I don't think monk is scoring 32 again like you said but I think they can fill that up and yeah. if this is game 7 you're going to the you're going back to the king to sacramento to play in that arena um the warriors are terrible on the road they have been all season they're a lead at home so I do think this is going to go to a game 7 I actually do and I think it's going to be the kings because everyone's all over this warriors team and is it fair to say that andrew Wiggins is going to be back in to himself after not playing and they're just going to insert him into the playoffs that, cause that doesn't feel right in my opinion, but I, I mean, I also don't really know. We don't know the answer to that yet, but I do think that is a weird thing. If he just is able to insert himself in, in the playoffs in the hardest atmosphere and is able to be as good as he was. Um They also, the Kings were also able to survive Steph Curry going off. And I mean, clay played all right. I, I would have liked, you know, I think his shot selection is a little tough sometimes, but it's clay, so you kind of have to live with it. But I don't know. I, I do think the Kings have the ability to, to win because, Blake Butsy said, their defense is awful, but they can outscore or at least compete with the Warriors. Um, I think this game, game two, will be more telling. It's, it's the whole... I know we're doing a review of all the game ones, but we have to remember as well that you can't take too much from game one because it might not mean anything. And I know I'm uh, kind of contradicting myself because I do think the Kings can get it done, but I just like the way they match up really well and I think it is possible, and there might be just be some luck from the NBA gods due to the Kings needing to deserve it. But I don't know. I'm just being idealistic here. What do you have to say, Butts?
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, a point you made, Max. I think game two tonight honestly decides the series. Not decides the series, but I think it could decide the series. It's a good
1: in look uh, or, or look in. I don't know.
2: Because if, I don't really think the Warriors are going to drop both at home. So if they or sorry, I think they're gonna win both at home. So if they go three one coming back to Sacramento, then that follows exactly what Jordan said with a closeout game six in Golden State. Even if the Kings can win game five, but uh, I think the Kings need to win this game tonight to uh to you know kind of give themselves a real fighting chance in this series. If they lose this game tonight, I think they're done. But I definitely think they can. I, I, I you know I'm very confident that this Kings team can.
1: Yeah, that, that was a good game for sure. One of the best games I've seen. Maybe maybe the best game of the playoffs all time. Who knows? Um, I mean, for this year, not of all time. All okay, right. yeah, I was going to say. Let's move on now. <laughs> I th- Unless you have anything else you want to say about the Warriors-Kings? No? All right, let's move on now to the Sons of Clippers. What a fucking treat it is to watch Kawhi versus KD. I was glued to my TV. I, f- I love this matchup. And Jordan, I think we're going to start with you because I think you know where we're going with this. A lot of people gave us a lot of hate for hating on Russell Westbrook. And I was listening to Ryan Rosillo and Bill Simmons this morning, and Russillo's line that I absolutely loved, he goes, whatever you think about Westbrook, you're right after this game. If you didn't like him, this game was right. And if you did like him, this game was also right. Because he had terrible numbers, yet he was the reason they won in the end. So I'm just going to let you go with this. What, What did you feel about this one?
3: Uh, I thought Russ was horrible um, on offense. And I think to counter that, I think that's some of the best defense I've ever seen him personally. Yeah. Play. The, not just the block at the end of the game, obviously that's, that's the huge play and he saves it off Booker and it's, it's a ridiculous play. It, it saved the game. It won the game, whatever you want to say, but he played great D all the way throughout that game against Durant, uh, against Booker, got huge rebounds too. Um, even down the stretch of that game. So I think of all the things we've said about Russ, we've never said that he doesn't hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that really showed the the effort and kind of the grit that he showed throughout that game. Um, didn't surprise me because I know, you know, how much he cares and how much he wants to win. But we have in the past said he doesn't impact winning. He definitely impacted winning that game. So he, he definitely, I would say, more uh shut us up and proved us right that game even though Rusillo's other line I listened to the same thing you did was if you're a Clippers fan would you and, and someone hey, asked, you. someone told you that you can have that same exact Russell Westbrook game the next game would you take it and they I said the, think stat the stat yeah, line the stat line that <laughs> line
1: yeah that was a great thing that he said sorry to cut you off but yeah that was that was fucking beautifully said we had some dimes in that episode go check that out um but yeah, no, he, he definitely was spot on with that. Like, would you take that stat line of, I wouldn't,
3: I don't think I would. I think no, I wouldn't play with a, a three for 19 night.
1: Yeah. And his stat line to be fair was three for 19, one for six from three, um, five or sorry, 11 rebounds, eight assists, two steals, nine points, minus six, uh, plus minus though. Plus minus does not matter. Um, yeah. Guys, I'm scared for the Suns team. I really am. And I don't I didn't think Dude, they were gonna come on. <laughs> You're am. such a game one guy. I mean, are you we are are a not, massive game one guy? I'm not a massive game one guy. I think you can be a <laughs> little scared. I'm a little scared. I'm not like fully there. Um Chris Paul looking bad already. Uh they're they I just don't like their bench. That's the other thing is I think they were flawed on the bench and I think the Clippers are extremely deep, as we've talked about all year. We think the Clippers are extremely frustrated because they're so deep and they never really show off their depth. I, I I don't know. That I really didn't like the reserves for the Suns this game, and I think that's their fatal flaw. I mean, look look at their bench points. Ishwane Wright, zero points. Josh Okogi, zero points. Bismack Miyambo two points. Jock Lindell, who had a game, he or I thought he did, but he, it turns out he only had two rebounds, but it looked like he was getting a lot of rebounds. Four points. Landry Shamit four points. Terrence Ross, zero points. I mean, their bench was abysmal this game. And that's what freaks me out about this round because the Clippers are so deep and Kawhi can defend KD and can score a lot of points and looks really good. So I know I am obviously overreacting a little bit to game one, but I do have a little little bit of scared in me. I I got to say, Butsy.
2: Yeah, I understand your fear. Uh, honestly, I do. But. You know, KD was still prolific. Even so that's—I guess that's my word tonight. I guess I guess yeah. I'm gonna run with prolific all prolific all night. It's a good word. Uh, KD, forty-five minutes, which is crazy. That's yeah. that's a lot of fucking minutes for him to be playing. Uh, twenty-seven points, nine rebounds, eleven assists, seven of fifteen shooting. Started zero for five, so he shot seventy percent after his uh, zero for start. Three of seven from deep, uh, ten of ten from the line. He's a lethal free throw shooter. Um, but Landry Shamet played twenty-four minutes. And had four points yep. like if you want to win in the playoffs you have to be able to go seven i think it's what the line is play eight trust seven something like that they can't trust seven they have to, They can't trust six they trust five um and chris paul just not a great performance but 10 assists 11 rebounds uh i like to see him score a little more obviously but i don't think it's panic mode for this Suns team uh they came out and they missed a lot of shots but on paper these two teams basically look identical um, the Clippers just kind of had more heart. It seemed in the game, Kawhi was on the floor diving, Westbrook was a dog. Um, right then, I think the Clippers just wanted that game more. I think obviously, I know Vegas expected the Suns to win. I think a lot of us expected the Suns to win as well, uh, with the Clippers not having Paul George. But the Clippers came out and they and they sent a message. Uh, I think this is going to be a back and forth series, and I'm I'm very excited for it.
1: Well, I thought Zubots completely tore eight and apart, and was, I mean, the offensive rebounds were mostly Russell Westbrooks, but no one was rebounding defensively for the Suns. So the Clippers were getting all these offensive rebounds. Um, Plumlee and Zubats were just eating up and I, I was really not impressed with him. I know he had 18 points, but... 15 offensive had,
2: rebounds for the Clippers, sorry. just to, Yeah, no, to You're.
1: I, I'm glad you did that. And he has he only had eight rebounds. I mean, and only had eight rebounds. He's one of the bigger guys on the court. Um, this is what we have issues with and for because he doesn't look super interested or locked in all the time, and that's always been an issue with him. Um, and then in the last couple of minutes, KD just didn't have the ball in his hands when he's the one who should have the ball in his hands. He kind of sat there and watched uh, Booker took some, a couple of threes and some bad mid-range jumpers that he missed. And then Chris Paul like had a terrible game. He could not shoot the ball. Um, so I think they'll fix that part because clearly that was just, you know, that's the, that I think they that was their ninth game together. So they're still trying to figure it out, obviously, but, I didn't like the way the end of the game looked and I I'm really worried about this Aiden and Zubot's matchup because Zubot's um is very strong and he's not be going going to go away uh this series.
3: Yeah, I I was going to make the same Aiden and Zubot's point. Um so I like that. I agree. I will combat the bench point about the Suns a little bit because I think everyone knew the Suns bench was a problem. No one was picking the Suns to come out of the West because they had depth. We, we're, we picked the Suns to come out of the West because they have KD, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Ayton as probably the best big four, if you want to call it that, in the league. So I think the, the issue here was KD goes, uh, doesn't get a shot up in the last five minutes. I think that's a huge problem. And it, it kind of ties into – um, some of the worry that people have had of they haven't played enough together. But it also – it reminded me of, like, when KD first joined the Warriors and he, and he went there and he said, like, he wanted to play this beautiful style basketball and he wanted to be a part of that. But then there was – there there were games where the Warriors were like, wait, we have Kevin Durant. We don't need to play beautiful basketball. And they just got him the ball and KD won games for them. And and when when it came down to it, the Warriors ended up doing a little bit of both where it was – in the fourth quarter. And when Katie's, you know, got one guy on him and he can play ISO, you get Katie the ball and you don't have to worry about your offense anymore, even though you are, you know, a team that plays a beautiful offense like the Warriors and like the Suns. So I think the issue is Katie doesn't get enough shots. Um, he, he did go scoreless in the for- first quarter, I think, which was kind of surprising to see. And, and that sets him back and maybe doesn't, you know, let him get the rhythm, but then he goes off in the second quarter. I think he had like 17 by halftime. So, uh, the other thing I'll bring up, though, is kind of what Connor brought up with seven points from Chris Paul. Um, he goes two for eight. We know he's not the same guy, but is this a real issue? I mean, can they can they win with Chris Paul scoring seven points? I don't think so. No, no,
2: because if you're not getting your support from anywhere else and it's like, you know, Katie, it's going to be really tough for both KD and Booker to score like you know, 30, 30 each a game, especially against I don't a very...
3: You don't think, think it is? He, I don't think that is. Why do you think that is? Kawhi Leonard's on the opposite team, dude. That's yeah, why. Yeah, I think that Durant this seems... Durant has 27 be, on 15 shots. Yeah, and Kawhi locked him up, though. But they the thing is,
2: is he really going to shoot more than 15 shots a game consistently? Like, I hope this, so. is, this comes down to, like, what you were saying before, actually, and that's kind of why I wanted to butt in. It's, like, people were talking about like, whose team is this? Is this KD's team or is this D-Book's team? And it's been D-Book's team for a while now. You know, he's kind of built it, right? I guess you could say. And so he's been the guy that, like, as we saw last game, takes is going to take those shots down the stretch. Whether that's right or not, I, I, I don't know. I would probably rather have KD take the final shot over Booker, although both have been very clutch in their careers. But it's going to be interesting to see how much volume KD has throughout the playoff or throughout this series, um, see if he can get up to like 20, 21, 20. I mean, even 20 shots a game, um, would be great. So, and that obviously takes shots away from other guys, but you know, you don't really want those bench guys shooting anyways.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm just so fucking excited to watch the rest of the series because it's, I honestly don't know what's going to happen. I know, Jordan, I, I know you have the Suns winning. Um, I, that feels like the right thing, but. I mean, I, you talked about the Warriors being like, well, we have Kevin Durant, so go win us a game. The Raptors did that with Kawhi Leonard, and I, I don't know. You have two prolific scorers, guys that can win you finals by themselves. Well, I mean, we don't know if if KD can do that. Unfortunately, I hate to say that, but we don't because he's never done it before. I hate to say um, that. I know that's a bad—it's a bad point, and I hate to say it. It's just a fact, though. I hate to say it again, obviously, but I mean, you know, Kawhi can do it. He did it with the Raptors. Um, I don't know. I'm just a little, a little bit of skepticism is leaking in. What do you have to say, Jordan?
3: Um, well, the only thing I would say to combat that is Katie does have another great scorer alongside him and Kawhi is missing his, but I didn't, I didn't want to talk about that. That's, we can agree to disagree. We kind of got away from the CP3 stuff because this is a, a real concern for me. I, I, I know KD and Booker can go and put up a ton of points, but what does Chris Paul have to do for them to win a championship in terms of scoring?
2: I don't know. I'm about, looking for – oh, sorry, go ahead. I, hmm, I
1: don't know. The the scoring, I think you can live with if he's assisting. I mean, I, he had a 10 assist. He facilitated the ball well. If yeah. I, think, I think that's passable if you get scoring from other guys like Aiton. I think Ayton is going to be the one that needs to step up and take the scoring duties over from Chris Paul. And that's why I'm a little bit afraid about this series because I do think Zubots is going to continue to just dismantle Aiden. Because, I mean, why? Like, what have we seen that proves us wrong against that? You know yeah. what I'm saying?
2: But the thing is, like, Aiden's still at 18. Tori Craig had 22. Yeah, you know, like that's that's the thing. It's just they scored a lot. Uh, all the other four guys were, you know, in 20s if not close to with Aiden. Um, for me, I'm looking for 10 out of Chris Paul, but I'm looking for a lot more efficient, uh, efficiency from him. Uh, you can't really go two for eight and score seven points. You know, if you score seven points and go, I don't know, three for six, like that's a yeah. lot more passable than two mm-hmm. for eight. I know it's kind of a small, small difference, but it's true. Um, but if Chris Paul can put up the stat line, like what you do with his assists and points um, or assists and rebounds, sorry, if he can get that number to like 10, 11, 12. And have all all five guys, all five starters, unless someone gets hot on the bench, need to be in double figures for this team to you know win. That's that's that's, I think that's like it's not much for Chris Paul, but just it needs to be an efficient ten points every game.
1: All right. Anything else to say about this game? Nothing. All right, let's move on to the next best game, and I believe that is the Knicks and the Cavs game. This one was fun to watch for sure. I I um this one was like a fucking a fist fight. This, there's people flying everywhere. Randall was going crazy. Um, Darius Garland did not have a great game. Donovan Mitchell did have a good game, and it was really head to head. Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell, and the Knicks guy, Jalen Brunson, came out the winner. So you got to feel good about that. Um, I think uh, I think that the Cavs just missed a bunch of shots later in the game and just didn't shoot the ball well at all. So they can kind of look at that and that's a that's a fix. You can you can if you shoot better, which will happen, you'll be I think they'll play better against the Knicks. Um this is going to be a really fun series to continue on. I'm excited to just keep watching this. The other thing that I want to talk about is why did they not get a wing at the deadline? Because that clearly is what they're lacking right now. I know we talked about Okoro shooting better. That's he's not shooting as good as an elite wing or well, even though a... different too yeah and i don't know that your wings just aren't great bill simmons always talks about this too they let kevin love walk for free they didn't get anything for him uh that's another wing that they lost i don't know it, it, this really showed you don't want jetty osmond playing all those minutes you don't want Karis Levert playing because he's not really like a playoff he type is player horrible
2: holy fuck he is he looked like so scared. He looked like one of us going out there and dribbling. I mean, that guy couldn't yeah. keep the ball to save his fucking life. Exactly. So
1: I don't know. I th- That's just the, like the thing that is very evident is just that they did, they missed their opportunity to get a wing. What do you think, Jordan?
3: Yeah. You basically took the words out of my mouth. All of my notes about this game are about the forward spot. Um, and it's been a talking point all year, but it showed more in this game than I think we've ever seen it show. And more than I ever hoped it would show. So, Okoro and Lavert combined for nine points on two for 13 shooting and 0 for seven from three. So if you're coaching the Cavs, you're seeing that and you're saying, okay, these guys cannot be in the game. Where can we go? Where do they go? Teddy Osman, who granted give him credit, uh, shot better than the other two. He really did. What did he go? He went three for four and two for three from three um, and he hit a free throw. So he had nine points. He had as many points as the other two and he shot much better on much less shots, but really struggled to guard Brunson. Uh, He also gave up a really big three to Josh Hart with no time. on That just killed me. Kind of like shot clock winding down. Josh Hart does like a weak step back move and Chetty just can't recover from it because he's too slow and you don't want him guarding these, these other guys that are really good scorers. So I think the key to this series is containing Brunson, but the question is, can Okoro and Levert play well enough on offense to just be on the floor so that they can at least stay in front of him and bother him and put a hand up because Chetty really, as as hard as he fought, he's just not the guy that you want guarding Brunson and Hart and, and Randall and these guys down the stretch. Um, so, yeah, that that's my biggest takeaway. I have a couple more takeaways if we come back to me, but what do you think about that, Bussy? I like it, I and I fully agree with what you said. My note is on Mobley.
2: We said he was probably going to be like, uh, you know, one of the key guys. Obviously, I mean, Mobley's great, but the way he played, I think, is going to determine how this series goes. And game one, he went four for thirteen, and they lost. Uh, Plus, side note, they gave up two absolute killer offensive rebounds late in the game. Mobley didn't box out Randall, and then I forget the other one. Uh, it was like a minute before or something like that. It gave Josh Hart the shot or something like that. I think yeah. that's how it goes. Um, but you have to box out when you're down two. You have like you have to get that rebound. Uh, it's it's that simple. But Mobley offensively four for thirteen just looked brutal. Uh, and I know it's his first playoff game and he's young and maybe uh you know the nerves are gonna be gone after game one, but I really hope he can you know reset his mind and come back fresh in game two. I didn't. I honestly this game kind of stunk like for a lot of it. The ending is what made it good and is the reason we're talking about it. But the Knicks shot 42%. The Cavs shot 43%. I mean, it was 101-97. Just teams just could not score. It was ugly at times. Um, there, are not, not a ton of turnovers, but it was just messy. Um, but my big takeaway is Mobley needs to play better if the Cavs are going to win the series. Donovan Mitchell did his thing, and he's going to continue to do his thing. But it's you know another case of Donovan Mitchell goes off for 40 in a playoff game and Gobert or his big man is absolutely nowhere to be found. Uh, you know, he needs a second guy, and Mobley needs to step up and be that guy. And Garland, too. Sorry, I'm ranting. Um, he kind of suffers from Donovan uh, going off like that because obviously he can't get enough touches. He's still had 17, inefficient in 7 of 13, um, and four steals, which is great, but five turnovers. So I, I'd i like to see him get more involved, um, kind of give Donovan maybe a playoff here and there. And see what he can do, but he's a type of guy that, um, it's kind of ball dominant as well. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how they work those two with getting touches down the court every time. And bottom line is, Mobile needs to play better. So anyway. Yeah,
1: you, you touched on another one I want to talk about. Uh, Donovan Mitchell going off to the detriment of Darius Garland, and I think that's huge. I he took thirty shots. I mean, and he wasn't. He was relatively efficient. He was eighteen to thirty, but that's too many shots to have one guy take when you have another elite scorer like Garland they there's got they got to find this sweet spot where they can optimize both guys without you know one getting better than the other and them end up losing because I mean Donovan Mitchell he just gets in these modes where it's him 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 and he kind of doesn't look to pass and you see what happens with when that happens there's not a lot of winning that goes on I I I I love Garland I think we all love Garland so I think he'll be more involved next game for sure. I think next game you're gonna see him get a lot more touches and a lot more shots because it was really evident that they needed scoring and although Donovan was scoring like crazy, he was not facilitating offense and one guy scoring is a lot easier to stop than two guys scoring, and it's a lot it's a lot easier to main or it's a lot harder to maintain one guy scoring than it is to maintain two guys scoring. So I, I need to I need to see that happen. On your Mobley point, you're right. He needs to get better offensively. But I thought defensively, he really figured some stuff out against Randall. You could see him kind of grow and learn some moves as the game went on. And I know Randall's a little bit injured. So, obviously, that was a good thing for him. But Randall, I mean, he played well, but he only had 19. It wasn't like he had 30-plus or 20-plus. He really struggled in
3: the second half. Like, Mobley really bothered
1: him. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm okay I know, I know. Mobley needs to score better if they're going to win. But I'm okay if he locks you down on defense and doesn't get as much scoring done. But only if Darius Garland takes up the scoring duties on the other end.
3: Yeah, I totally agree. One of my notes here was just Mobley was awful. Period, and that's it. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not. This is not too much analysis because I'm not too worried about it because I think four for thirteen is an anomaly for him, and I think he'll be better. I think he's of his concern, life too
1: so far. What's that? biggest game of his life too like so far yeah
3: definitely definitely pressure and yeah young guy but uh i i think the bigger concern is garland um he only got 13 shots and he didn't he didn't get a shot in the fourth quarter um and he only had one assist and he had five turnovers that is not darius garland that's no he's he's a lot better than that um but i'm not too concerned with the shots i'm more concerned with the touches because he just wasn't involved down the stretch. Like he wasn't making plays. And I know you guys blame Donovan and he took 30 shots and I get that, but I'm not blaming Donovan as much as I'm blaming Darius Garland for not stepping up and being like, I'm the point guard, give me the ball. Let me make a play. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean he has to make a play and go get a shot, but go break down the defense and do what you do. And you need more than one assist. You're a phenomenal playmaker. You're the leader of this team um, from a playmaking standpoint, for sure and so i'm not going to blame donovan for for going off and scoring when he when he's feeling it i think garland needs to take control and kind of settle himself down and and come get the ball and get himself more touches and i do think he will cuz i think that's something that you can easily recognize um as a coach and as his teammates and and even if you're Darius himself like you you have to know that you need to be more involved down the stretch even when times where donovan went for some crazy ass heat
2: checks like I think he probably had four absurd yeah, heat checks he that everyone he was he just like, bad heat checks. "What are you doing?" Uh, and those are the times where Garland needs to go get the ball. I think it was like two possessions in a row. Donovan had two straight heat checks from fucking Curry range, and that's when you got to go get the ball and make a play. Thing is, too, Donovan can play off the ball, like
3: Absolutely. he doesn't
2: need the ball to score. I mean, he's a great catch and shoot three guy. He can is lethal off the dribble. He's a killer first step and in a great bag. So, um, I would and I agree. I'd like to see. Um, garland have more of a presence as a point guard and then on the other side talk about the knicks we've been kind of talking about the Cavs a ton josh hart was incredible off the bench uh he had 17 points 10 rebounds on eight of 11 shooting one of two from three he was great and he's also an incredible defender uh we've seen him guard tatum we've seen him guard some of the league's best all season uh and he just looks alive in new york Uh, um he's going to be excuse me a key factor Uh, in the rest of this series, and honestly could be a difference maker for this uh, Knicks team. I think he could be the piece that, you know, Randall's going to show up, Brunson's going to show up, but if Josh Hart, you know, comes to play every game, he could be the key difference maker to put this team over the edge. Uh, And if he doesn't show up, I think Quickly will. I know Quickly went 0 for 5, uh, 3 or 4 from the line, and he played 24 minutes and had three points. Like, that's not not quickly. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how the scoring uh, increases for both teams because this was – an insanely low scoring game.
1: Yeah. All right. I have nothing else to say about this one. Let's move on. We're going to cover these games like relatively quickly because they were all either goal Bruins. Let's fucking go. Um, they were all either a bunch of blowouts or just not very close. So first game Celtics Hawks love this matchup boys. I think, I think we get this done in a sweep to be honest. um, Do you guys think this is the end of Trey young in Atlanta? We'll start with you, Jordan.
3: Uh. First of all, I after watching this game took the Celtics to win in a sweep. I wish I took it before the game, but yeah. I still bet it anyways. Um end of Trey Young in Atlanta. I really don't know. Is he gonna be a free agent or is he gonna get traded? Traded. Um I don't I don't know what
1: the market is for him. That's the that's the best answer I think you can give. <laughs> <You'll> <laughs> <do>. <laughs> I just I, don't know I, if, I haven't what... heard anyone answer it like that, and I think that's the
3: exact best answer you can give. I just don't know what team is going to look at him and say he can be our best player and take us to a championship because I don't think he is that Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think he's a great player, but I don't think he's a one on a contender. Um, But yeah, I mean, if you're the Hawks, like did you really go into the series expecting to win? I mean, maybe if they get maybe if they like steal a game or steal two games, then they feel better about Trey going forward and they want to keep him on their roster. But Either way, I mean, I think you have to make some sort of moves. Um, I don't think it's the worst thing to to keep Trey, though. And, I mean, their roster is just not well constructed at all, for especially around Trey Young. Like, you need a lot more defenders. You need more shooting. You need – I I like DeSean, DeJounte Murray, but I don't think he's a great fit with Trey. I mean, you have two point guards who are your star players. So I think it's more of a roster construction issue than it is with just Trey Young. Um, but, yeah, what do you think? Well, I mean, he's kind
1: of a coach killer. He's gotten rid of two coaches already. And I know it's Quinn Snyder just got there, but Quinn Snyder can handle stars. He did it with Mitchell for a long time. And I don't know, man. It got a little weird when they were like towards the end there with the substitution patterns and Trey Young. Um Trey Young basically got benched for most of that fourth. I know it was a blowout, but I don't know, man. It they're not looking like this well oiled machine like you would think they would look. Um yeah. defensively he's he's a liability and he just doesn't make up for it on the offensive side. I saw a stat today. He's like 8 for his last like 30 plus three point attempts and that's like the lowest the lowest makes with the highest shots in the playoffs or like in something like that. I butchered that stat, but basically he's not missed, he's not making threes right now. And if Trey Young's not making threes, I don't know exactly what he's doing. But also the Celtics are really built really well for him to guard Trey Young yeah. because every time you switch you got into someone who's a versatile defender who can guard Trey Young really well. So there's that. Um I just don't like this Hawks team and I don't I don't I don't like watching Trey Young play and I don't I don't think he's a winning player at all. Uh so I I don't think he'll be with the Hawks anymore though. I think that there's been some weirdness with him for a while and if I'm the Hawks I think you may you you actually do make the move for Trey Young. I know I know it's easy for me to sit here from my bed in New Hampshire and say that, and he's such a big part of that city and that organization, but I think you can take DeJounte Murray and have him fill that Trey Young role of the superstar and the face of the franchise and get a really solid player and start to make these pieces around the team make sense because right now, it's a bunch of weird pieces that don't really make sense together like you talked about. Um, So I, I do think they have pieces that they like. Like I really like Okongwu I like, I mean, I like Sadiq Bay. I used to really, really like DeAndre Hunter, but he sometimes just does not show up. He's not—he's sort of Jeff Greeny in terms of like when Jeff Green was at the Celtics, he'd have really great games, and then he had really terrible t- games. Last game was a terrible game for him. He had 11 points. That was it. He was four for 10. Um, I, but I like I like Murray. I think John Collins is his lack of shooting. I know he was five of seven today, but he only took one three. And what made John Collins special was he was a big who could shoot threes. And ever since that finger issue, he just has not been able to shoot. So this team's super weird, and I think they're actually going to be a bunch of changes made, uh, especially if they get swept in the first round. Butsy?
2: Yeah, um, I agree with all what you guys are saying. I'm going to talk a little Celtics just real quick. Rob Will looks so good. He looks yep. really good. I mean, everyone looked really good. I mean, we're – like after game 1 it's like this is like we should barely even talk about this because yes. of how dominant we were one thing though too many turnovers uh, 16 turnovers uh, i know we kind of came out and had a lot of quick ones bottom line is we're just so much better than this team and we're just going to put them away uh but it is great to see everyone play really well um only concern was the turnovers and the fact that we somehow turned a 30 point lead into a 13 point game i feel um, like
1: it was cuz we started fucking around cuz we were up probably 30. started
2: fucking we just started fucking around way too much yeah. um so, but if we can, you know, lock it in for all 48 minutes for the rest of, you know, 15 more wins. We
1: yeah. Got it. Uh, also, shout out Derek White, it. fucking game of his life. And he looks, he looks better than you ever thought.
2: Um, no, 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 sorry. One more thing. No one really talks about his improvement of his three-point shooting. I brought yeah. it to Jordan when we were watching the game. But every time he shot a three last year, I was like, holy fuck, don't ever do that again. And then I think midway through the season he was shooting like forty-five percent and ended just below forty percent for the season from three, turned himself into an incredible three point shooter, and then it's just been so big for us. Um, my cousin,
1: both my cousins, Mikey and Jeff on the uppercut, got into a heated debate with me before we recorded today because they said that mm-hmm. D'Angelo Russell is better than Derek White. He, yeah, thank you. No, I was getting so way. frustrated. I know. I was getting so frustrated. Um, I just want to say that Jordan's face—I wish you guys could see—is priceless. Um, <laughs> priceless. Yeah, just putting that out there. Just putting that out there because it was two v one, and they were going in on me, and I was like, I can't even argue with you guys. You guys are fucking idiots right now. Stick Jordan. to UFC,
2: guys. Come on. Yeah.
1: Stick to UFC. <laughs> please.
2: Come
1: on,
3: boys. Watch, watch more Derek White. That's what you should tell them. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, I have one concern about the Celtics, and Ooh. it's a stupid game one, and it doesn't matter. And we were up by thirty, but Marcus Smart has not had a good year this year. And no, he's not. He goes in again and he goes four for 11 um, defense. Maybe doesn't look exactly the same. He's still great on defense, but last year was a different level of defense that I, I've ever seen from Marcus. Um, yeah. depoy, obviously, but I don't know, like it, the shooting struggles continue and he's, he's not really making the same great decisions as he was last year um, when he kind of made that transition to point guard and put a focus on playmaking. So, I am worried about Smart going forward. I think he could end up hurting us, you know, in a deeper run against a better team. Well any thoughts on that? Yes. Yes. I'm glad a lot you brought of thoughts.
1: Yes, I'm glad you brought this up because Smart's had a terrible season. He's completely regressed back to the player that I personally, frankly, would get so fucking frustrated with watching and honestly was if it wasn't for his locker room personality, the things that he does in our in the city and how good he is and all that. Um person in locker room wise I would have been okay if we didn't maybe resign him but then we resigned him he has his career re- career year last year where he looks exactly what we needed that facilitator piece that we talked about all season he looked awesome he wasn't shooting as much he wasn't taking dumb shots and he was locked in he didn't seem like he thought he was the best player on the team and I was really happy with him he's completely reverted back he makes a lot of dumb decisions he takes a lot of dumb shots and Hopefully he can go back to just not shooting as much and facilitating because that's all he needs to do. But, yeah, rant over. Go ahead, Butts.
2: Uh, Start Brogdon. I mean, I've been saying yeah. it for so long now, and Easy. I know he's probably either going to win six-man a year or lose it quickly. But holy shit, can we just just, just please start him? It's like he pisses me off smart. Smart has pissed me off. A lot. I'm, I'm heated. The, the, yes. This has been something I've, I've been thinking about for a pain. while now. Uh, ever since you know the Celtics kind of slide started sliding downhill, um, Tatum wasn't playing great, but smart was just horrible. I mean, it was like every stat line was four for 13, four for 10, like, or sorry, like four for 11. Like, it was so hard to watch him play basketball. He looks like he's like playing in slow motion and he just looks way too confident out there. And He's not doing really anything at all. Uh, and defensively, like Jordan said, he's just not the same guy. Brogdon comes in, he plays so hard so fast like just really fucking good reason he's you know finalist for six man of the year uh i think that switch should have been made uh i know that's probably would never happen because of what we paid smart and what he's done for us for a number of years hmm. uh but he could play a six man role i think he could be better in a six man role
1: Hot yep. take i agree i agree with that um all right let's oh also real quick grant williams did, did got a dnp I think. Guess this... why,
3: Max? Guess Go why? why. I guess who played over him?
1: How's Sam him? Hauser. Sam
2: Hauser. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Jordan and I, hand up. Jordan and yeah. I have something to confess. Thank you. Uh, we were wrong. We were yeah. wrong. Oh, my God. I'm the... We literally got to school, and we were like, hey, Sam Hauser's never going to fucking play in a playoff minute. That guy blows. And uh, <laughs> let's see how many he played in game one. Uh, we said he wouldn't play a minute. He
1: played 11. Fuck him. He, played... <laughs> he played 11 minutes.
2: He played 11 minutes. He didn't score. But maybe if yep. he hits a three, he's playing like maybe fifteen. So but
3: taking the minutes from a guy and Grant Williams, who was such a big piece of the team last year in a trip to the finals, I don't guys, mind
2: it.
1: But I don't mind. Yeah, Grant Williams I really this don't. Year.
2: I really don't mind it.
1: Grant Williams can't shoot this year, which is the reason you have him out there. And he makes. He's been making a lot of boneheaded plays, and his defense has not been as good as it was. Um, and yeah. it's also maybe slightly um. Related to this contract because his numbers are just going down as, as this is going on. So I'm honestly, as much as he's a ball and I loved him last year. Um, I think his series is for the bucks against Giannis and I'll be honest with you. I'm okay. If he walks, I'll put it that way. I'm not, I, I, or I don't want them to give him a bag. I'm okay. If he either walks or he gets the, the, um, the salary that he's worth. Um, all right, we did, we went too long on this because this game was terrible. Let's go on now. Um, Heat, Bucks, we're not going long on this one. This game fucking sucked. Um, I, as much as Giannis possibly being injured, or not, not, he is injured, but as much as Giannis possibly being, like, really injured helps the Celtics' path to the um, finals, you don't want to fucking see that happen. You really don't. Like, I hated watching that. It looked awful. Um, and Giannis is a guy that you can root for because he's a homegrown talent. He plays every fucking game, and he's really, really good. So that sucked to watch. Tyler Hero breaking his hand also was sucky, mostly because I had Tyler Hero overs. Um, so that's on sucked. a stupid
2: on a stupid like loose ball too. Yeah, like, he, was just he was not even close to yeah. not even close. He broke his hand.
1: Yeah. Um, I just thought it was really funny when the ball they passed him the ball in the corner and he was like holding his hand like he was about to die and then immediately catches it like normal and takes this horrific jumper. He had a broken hand, so um, I understand because I actually broke both my wrists at the same time during a basketball game. <laughs> And uh, air ball the three as well, right immediately after doing so. So I understand the max that. equals Tyler hero. Yeah, pretty much the same. Actually, buttsy is more of a Tyler hero guy, to be honest. Oh, um, stop, oh, stop. <laughs> you are. Um, but yeah, this game sucked. Um, if Giannis is out for the series, I don't know his update, but if he is out for the series, um, I do think the Bucks can still win because I think they were just a little shocked that Giannis got really badly injured, and you could feel the air get sucked out of the building. Um. And they didn't really look like they knew what they were going to do. They just, no one really took up scoring. Brooke Lopez went from <laughs> potential MVP, I'm joking, but he was so fucking good. He went so from, good. He went from being amazing to this game last game just not looking good at all. And I think honestly, it's just because of the shock of losing your best player on what looked like a really terrible injury um will do that to you. So I'm not
2: taking much away. I think the Heat still lose we will go to you, butts. Uh I have three thoughts. One yep. If the Bucks lose and the Knicks have an easy path to the conference finals and they make the conference finals, I might fucking kill someone. Yeah, because I cannot roommate. deal with my fucking roommate and every fucking dumbass Knicks fan out there. I'm talking <laughs> to every single Knicks fan listening to this. You guys are fucking completely like like Crazy. delusional about the Knicks. Like yes. you, you might have an easy path to the conference finals. That's thought number one. Thought number two, Jimmy's still him. Jimmy Butler yeah. had an unreal game. Um, pulling up a stat line in a sec, but he was absolutely absurd. Playoff Jimmy was absolutely back. He looked really fucking good. He had 35 points on 15 of 27 shooting. It's really damn efficient. Uh, three steals as well. He played really good. Uh, third and final thought: I don't think Giannis will be out long, uh, even if it is isn't a, a tough injury or one that's going to nag him. He's Giannis. He's arguably like the most like yeah. the strongest and most strong like the like the best human body possible I'm trying mm-hmm. to find the words, but you guys get what I'm saying. I think he's out going to there. recharge and they're going to load out him up there. with every kind of medicine. Thanks guys. And uh, he'll be back out there for, if not game two, then game three. And I think they'll, he will come out with some urgency and win the series for him.
1: I mean, like what was it uh, last year, two years ago, he literally hyper extended his knee like it, tore his ACL. Yeah. And it, and just it came, came back, back and was fine. So yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, Jordan, one final thing and let's be done with this game.
3: Uh, final thing. Uh, playoff Jimmy was here, like Butsy said. This was a playoff Jimmy game, uh, 35 and 11 assists on 15 for 27. I want Jimmy to get us one more game as a Celtics fan. I want yeah. him to get us one more game, make the Bucs work. Um, and then final, final thought. Butsy, I think you're – if the Knicks get to the conference finals, the Celtics get to fucking sweep the Knicks. So I think – I, I don't – dude, I don't know if we can, dude. I don't if know if we can, dude. I'm so yeah.
2: anxious. That's why I didn't want to say anything. I'm so
3: yeah. anxious.
2: I, if that happens, I don't know if I'll sleep for like – the duration of this series. It is. like
3: We did really struggle with them in the regular season. It's so. the biggest. It would be the biggest series of
2: my life. Like, <laughs> yeah. not even kidding. Um, But we probably would beat them, hopefully. But they do have our number. They did have our number in the regular season.
1: All right. Moving on now. Memphis versus Lakers. Boys, I hate to fucking say it. Uh,
3: Do you think it's Don't possible
2: say it. for a Lakers-Celtics final? Don't say oh. it.
3: Oh, yeah. Why not? I think you so, don't think it's but see,
2: I I think it's possible I think it's damn possible uh, I think it's possible but holy shit is Austin Reeves that dude. he's him like he is literally that dude Um, in the fourth quarter when it was just Austin Reeves takeover like LeBron you go sit on the fucking wing I'm just gonna go win us this game I it's like absurd it's the craziest thing since uh, I forget who it was like d waved off Kobe one time but oh, like, yeah fucked up like yeah, the, yeah. like it's it's it- like it was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. I, you know, but maybe D is better him. than
1: Derek White. He waved off Kobe. Maybe. Maybe uh, oh,
3: Jeremy Lynn.
2: Uh, oh, it was, Jeremy was it Lynn? It was Lynn that waved off Kobe. Yeah. Ah, ah fuck. Fucked it up. Anyways, ah. Austin Reeves was him. Uh Anthony Davis had an incredible first quarter. Uh Jaron Jackson did play well. So that that matchup is has been something uh that I think a lot of people were looking out for and is gonna be one to watch throughout the rest of the series. John Morant, I think, is the big story out of this game. One, uh, fucked up his hand, did not look good. Uh, looks like kind of a nasty wrist hand injury. Uh, his status will be interesting because if he's not playing, they're not going to win. Although they did give up like a 15 to nothing run to end the game. Uh, if there's no jaw, they're not going to
3: win. But that's all I got to say about that game.
1: Yeah. Jordan, go ahead.
3: Okay. Yeah. We, Talked up Austin Reeves, which I'm totally cool with, but this I think was a a Rui game. This was Rui Hachimura's game of his life 11 for 14, 29 points. Uh, how many threes did he hit? Goes five for six from three. And Jesus, he, he hit some threes, and I was like, All right, nice, Rui. Now you can go, you know, stand in the corner and not shoot again and pass the ball to LeBron. But then he just kept shooting and he kept not missing, and he missed three shots all game. Uh, I don't think you get another game like that from Rui, no. but I do want to shout it out because we didn't mention it. But overall, I think the Grizzlies are in real trouble. I think this could go five um, in favor of the Lakers, mm-hmm. especially because of Morant's injury. The only concern, I guess, was Jaron Jackson kind of dominated on offense, um, got LeBron in the post a couple times. LeBron kind of struggled to guard him. But I, I do think it's not going to be enough, um, especially with AD. And LeBron not really having a big time game because di- he didn't need to. But the biggest thing, like the only way the Grizzlies win this series is if you get John ja Morant on absolute superstar level, which I really he, he played fine Um, before he got hurt. He was playing well, but he was not in, you know, I'm the best player on the court mode. And mm-hmm. I think that's what you need if you're the Grizzlies to be able to win this series. And now he's hurt his hand. I think it's going to be tough. I think Lakers. It's not going to be easy but I think I, I'm going to pick it in 6. I'm not going to be surprised if it goes 5. Okay, I have four things. 1. I think the Lakers are winning this. Um I I'm picking
1: them in 6 as well. I don't I don't think Memphis has anything. I don't think Memphis can get this done at all. In fact, I'd be really shocked if they do barring injuries to anyone on the Lakers. That's important. Um number 2, Jaw is a huge loss for them, obviously, and I'm a little worried about them. But I also want to talk about what Desmond Bain said to said about Rui Hachimura. Uh, the quote was exactly, it's probably the best game of his career. It's a seven-game series. Let's see if he can do it again. First off, Bain and Rui are not that far apart on the terms of what level they are basketball player-wise. And why would you give the other team bulletin board material that I hate when Memphis does this all the fucking time? Yeah. And I'm honestly excited for them to get... Slapped across the face and humbled because they deserve it. They really haven't won anything. And I'm all right with not liking them right now because they they really fucking pissed me off, to be frank. Um, Number three, Anthony Davis's health is the key to the Lakers, you know, possibly making a title run here or getting out of at least the first round. Um, The guy's made of glass, and every time he gets hurt, the team looks completely different. And if he does get hurt for a considerable amount of time, I don't, I'm not nearly as high on him, but he's looking like one of the best players in the league again. So if they have that guy, it completely changes who they are. Uh, Weirdly, again, I actually suffered the same injury as Anthony Davis two weeks ago. I was playing co-ed basketball and I got my arm stuck in a ball or whatever. And they ripped out, they ripped or whatever. And my arm went fully numb and I tried to move it up and it wasn't moving up. So I had the exact same thing. I couldn't feel my arm at all. And it was very strange, but it went away immediately. Like, or not immediate, it went away like six minutes later. So um, yeah, dude, I don't know why I, mentioned that. I made a glass, dude. I, I know. Six that's what,
3: wow.
1: Yeah. As a man. And you know what? Last last playoffs last year after the Warriors beat the Celtics, I fell and broke my hand. So, um, yeah, I've, I've made a glass as well. But yeah. And then my fourth thing was that I forgot what my fourth thing was, to be honest. So let's move on to the next game because <laughs> that game honestly was just not that fun to watch. Um, and let's talk about a game that was even less fun to watch. And that was the Sixers and the Nets, I mean, the Nets just aren't good enough. That's pretty clear. They're enti- you, we, we, I don't think we've ever really seen a team that's been made this late in the season with that many new players all coming together in one new team. Um, there's no way they win this series. I just hope that they give Philly a little bit of trouble, which they are doing currently. It's a very close game. But, I mean, defensively, I, I question a lot of their moves. They were, they've been doubling a lot tonight which has been really yeah. good for them, but they weren't doubling nearly enough. Um, they just don't have the bigs to really keep up with Joel Embiid. James Harden looks really good, and they don't have the scoring ability. They don't shoot enough threes to really make like a difference or hit enough threes to really make a difference and keep up with Philly's scoring. So um, I know Mikhail Bridges is awesome, but Spencer Dinwiddie, after going on that rant against Kuzma, has not been looking great. He said he could be a third scoring option on a title team. That is not true. Didn't um, shitty. Yeah, he's he's not he's not he can't be that. So yeah, those are my final thoughts on that one. Let's go quick on this one. Butsy will start with you.
2: Uh, another case where just the Sixers are 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 the better team. Yeah, uh, I think it's that simple. I think they're going to control this series. I do see it ending in five. I think the Brooklyn Nets get one at home. Um, they're down seven right now. They're not going to, my God, it's 78 to 71 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's Holy crazy. Shit. I'm watching
1: it right now. It's been a very
2: horrible, what a horrible game. Um, Brooklyn Nets just aren't as good as the Sixers. Sixers have too much firepower. They'll take care of the series. No problem.
3: Yep. Jordan. I agree. I, I like what Max said. The Nets just don't have the bigs to throw out MV and, and bother him. He has 17 rebounds right now. So it's a lot of fucking rebounds. Uh, yeah, we can move on.
1: Good game from James Harden as well. Um, Old Jim Harden showed up for the first time in the playoffs. He actually, liked, I like the new Jim Harden. All right. Finally, Memphis. Nope, not that. Denver versus Minnesota. Terrible fucking game. Minnesota is going to be blown the fuck up after this uh, season. I'm telling you right now. There's going to be questions around Cat. He played abysmal. There's going to be questions. I mean, there's already just questions around Gobert, one of the most unlikable players in the NBA. Again, just can't score. Um, just awful to watch Kyle Anderson becoming an unlikable player. That was really fucking weird. What he did with Christian Braun who sidetrack. I fucking love Christian Braun. Um, I just Dog. really like what that guy does. And that was a really weird thing that Kyle Anderson did. Um, when they got in that little scrum, this game was never in question. Yeah. Minnesota can't stop. Jokic and Jokic <laughs> is just cooking Gobert. Um, and this, it's, it's not even going to be a fun series to watch to be honest with you. Um, And yeah, I had a bunch of props on this game that all were toast in the in the beginning of the fucking first quarter. And I hated this game. So we'll start with you, Jordan.
3: This was all about cat for me for the T Wolves. This was one of the worst games I've seen individually from cat on offense. Um, No matter what you want to say about cat, if you don't like his his attitude, his antics, some of his late game decisions, I understand that. But you have to admit, he's a really talented offensive player. But he was—he certainly didn't show it. Um, last night he goes five for fifteen, only scores eleven points. Just and kind of just seemed like he lost confidence. Not that he stopped shooting, but just missed shots that you don't see him miss, like yeah. pretty easy um, layups, wide open threes. He goes one for seven from three. So, I do think uh, the T Wolves will at least get a game because I think Ant and Cat will will have a, a big duo game, but um Jokic didn't even need to do anything like they won 109 to 80 they didn't win because of Jokic they won because Minnesota couldn't put the ball in the basket so that's my only takeaway there I mean this was just a stinker from Towns um and pretty much the whole Minnesota team um in terms of shooting and in terms of scoring
2: yep yeah uh I'll agree there uh 37 from the field and 80 points is just horrific and you're never going to win a game playing that way um I want to see Ant Edwards do a little more. I know yeah. this is kind of a big, big question mark next to Kat. But Ant, you know, 18, 6 of 15 from the field, 5 of 6 on the line. Um, it was just – just like to see more of him. You know, he was number one overall draft pick, and he's shown flashes of being one of the best players in the league and then has, you know, has been playing like this lately where it's kind of like, holy shit, he's maybe not that good. Uh, and I still think he is, uh, and I think he will play better. Yeah. Um, but I like to see him play a little better. I I just don't. This game was a shitter. Big, yeah, it's gonna big be a shit. shitter game. This
1: is gonna be a shit series. I OKC would have been a better, a more fun, at least more fun to watch series. Although they would have been eaten up too because they don't have a traditional big at all, uh, even rostered. So, um, yeah. All right, let's let's wrap it up here. Go Bruins. They're up three one. Get a fucking dub here. Um, let's also go Sixers, I mean, not Sixers. Let's go Nets because we need them to beat up the Sixers and fuck it. Let's go Kings because we need the Warriors to lose as Celtics fans. So um, that's who we're rooting for. Stay tuned for later in the week. We're actually coming up with an NFL segment with a new with a new t- uh, team member on the Lubcast. So stay tuned for that. Also stay tuned for our another episode coming up later in the week as well, where we're going to be doing this, what exactly we did today, where we're going to recap the game twos of the NBA playoffs so far. A lot of great matchups. Hopefully more of the games are better already. I mean, this game with the Sixers and the Nets, although bad scoring, is at least more interesting than it was before. So shout out to them. And yeah, this is what a time to be alive, boys. We got NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, uh, baseball, UFC's on. Let's fucking go. Um, I've been Max here at the Lubcast. Thank you, Bucky and Jordan, for coming on. And we will be back very soon. And
0: yeah. peace. Shorty, what's all with y'all? Oh, hi. coming to say you're looking fine. We got to cut it off nobody kidding, fuck on my line. I'm going to keep it up with y'all. Well, shorty, I'm trying, trying to, to make you mind. Don't oh, yeah. make it too easy, I want to try. She looking too good, yeah. can't let it go by, oh yeah. Think I won the lotto. Yeah. This little mulatto. Oh, she yeah. could be a model. She yeah. want to yeah. show me some. I'm the lotto, yeah. This long a lot, be a